We know that support for your favorite podcast comes in tons of different ways. For some, the only way they can or want to support us is with the basic stuff. Tuning into the podcast weekly, sending us valuable information on Teams, or just spreading the word about the podcast. And all those things are amazing. We really appreciate all those things, but we can't pay the bills with those. On November 16th, we are launching our Patreon for the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. This will give you guys an opportunity to support us financially while also gaining access to exclusive content that will only be available on Patreon. Check out our link tree on any of our social media platforms and just go look at the Patreon for yourself. You're going to love it. Don't miss out on your chance to join the Arizona Small Ball Army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. This is our second episode of the week. Reyes is here with me as always. And uh, Reyes, this isn't too many episodes for you in one week, is it? What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding, guys. No, it is never too many episodes, man. We'd be grinding, dude. I can crank out eight episodes a week if we wanted to. Eight Do you episodes. guys want that? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh I'm kidding, guys. No, I think that we're game doing... just exploded, man. Holy I crap. know. No, I think we're doing the right amount. I think you know it's it's kind of fun to you know just bring a little bit it's more. It's fun content. to be back. It's fun to be it's back. Fun it's to fun to be back. A uh, more a little bit more content to our fans, small ball army. So yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm gonna keep seeing the small ball army until it clicks. I so swear close. it will click. And you guys that are listening, when you guys make a post about your guys' games and whatnot, you guys better put hashtag small ball army or something. Yeah, and I mean also I want to say this too. It has been really fun to record in person. We're super excited to have a second episode of the week here. We thought it would be best to split up the top 10 with the 1A, the 2A, and the 3A. Today we're gonna talk about the 2A. Before we start talking about the 2A, I want to give you a reminder. If you're not subscribed, if you're not following the podcast, go subscribe and follow. Write us a review uh, and tell everybody about the podcast. Spread the word. You know, some of you guys are partnering with us and supporting us by listening to us. That's great. But, man, tell some people about it. You know, uh, Reyes mentioned the end of our last episode. We got merch. If you want that, check out our website. I also want to mention this, too, because we didn't mention it in our last episode. We're going to be posting top 10s every single week as much as we can on our website. So go check that out so you can see our top 10 as it kind of changes throughout the course of the season. Let's get into the 2A, the top 10 for the 2A. Let me ask you this, Reyes. Do you think the 2A is wide open, or do you think there's a clear winner that you see in your mind? I shouldn't say there's a clear winner, but I feel like it's pretty narrowed down to at least three to four teams. You think four teams? three teams four teams i'm gonna say four teams just you know for why not just why not just because why not for the listeners let's let's get crazy boys (laughs) that's not crazy okay so let's start with number 10 i feel like the the 2a is kind of like a three-person race right now and 
Uh, I'm going to say a four-person race, actually, too. I just we say keep it interesting for, for the just, listeners? Just keep it interesting for the listeners. If yeah. it's just top three, then it's like, oh, my God, we're going to hear about them every week. But no, you're, right, right. you're not. You're right. I could see potentially a top four. Yeah, that's good. Let's get into it. We're going to start with number 10. Okay, so we're going to start with Arizona Lutheran Academy. That's my number 10 spot. Now, here's the thing. Reyes is going to have a big reaction to that because I don't think that's your number 10, is it? No, that is not. Let me ask this. Do you have them in your top 10? Yes. Okay, so the I, Arizona Lutheran Academy, I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time with this one because if you know ALA historically throughout the 2A, they're a super competitive program, one of the top ones in the 2A. They just lost so much from last year. Namely, they lost Tanner Plitzuite, who I'm going to miss saying his name. I mean, it's just a fun name to say. He was a stud athlete. He was a, a really cornerstone piece for them. But not only just him, they lost Drapier, who was averaging 12 points a game. Um, they lost. I thought Drapier was a junior. No, he's a senior. Yeah, Dra- Draper is a senior. Are you sure about that? Yeah, there's two Drapers on the roster. Oh, okay. So one it's of them is gone, one. who was averaging 12 points That's a game. That's right. Okay, I remember now. Mm-hmm. And they lost like three other kids that weren't as significant. The reason I have them in the top 10 is because they do have some good younger players coming back, namely another Draper who's averaging 10 points a game. And um, you got Urbieta who's averaging eight points a game. They got some good youth coming in, Guerrero who's coming in as well. So that's going to be cool to watch them. I just, I don't think, I'm trying to remember we had them ranked last season. Last season, I think we had them as like, four or three or last season we had them pretty high but we did give them that challenge of if they were able to because like i said we said last year like was there if they that was won, their shot if they wanted to win state like that was their year and i'm not and like i said you never know there's always cinderella stories and whatnot and like i said coach meyer does a great job with this program sure. he always gets them ready but i mean like last year i mean they had a squad on them especially for that two-way conference and mm. you know i'm sad that they didn't you know get to where they probably wanted to go but i mean it's still a pretty good season overall because you can hang your hat on that yeah, so I got them in the number 10 spot because they got some good young players coming up, but they're not going to be as good. If you follow Arizona small ball, even if you're just a casual Arizona small ball fan, you would know that's pretty low. Usually ALA is like top five right around there. So Yeah, I would say ALA is usually top five, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this just because I know we're going to get there, but I have them actually number seven. So okay. we'll get there when we talk about it a little bit more. I actually have them there just because of their youth, but I think I'm going to give them that seven because of their coaching but we can get a little bit more into that later okay so i got number 10 who you got number 10 so number 10 i actually have benson and my um i had all my notes on my phone so viewer discretion advised <laughs> so i i had some notes on some players and whatnot uh shout out to coach milliard again i know i keep mentioning him but like i said he's our plug down south and he actually does, he helps us out a lot he helps us out a lot you know he keeps our he keeps the eyes and ears open over there and so like i said he was giving me a list of some kids names on benson he was like you need to watch out for them like these guys are gonna make some noise in the two-way Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they said we watched them a little bit this year, and they said they had some pretty notable wins last year, and they were a pretty competitive team and whatnot, and they didn't really lose a lot, and they're going to be bringing it back a lot. And so I'm actually pretty excited for them. I don't really say – I'm not giving them, like, a high praise or anything like that, but I think number putting them at number 10 is pretty solid, mm-hmm. especially for that program. And yeah. I think like I said, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of noise they make in the two-way this year. So I have them a little higher than that. A kid that is notable to mention – is one of those kids that Coach Miller was talking about was Aiden Finch. Oh, uh, Finch averaging 14 points per game as a junior, uh, five rebounds a game, two assists, um, two, 1.2 steals. I mean, the kid, if he's improved even a little bit, did you see any of these kids at that camp that you were at or no? Uh, he pointed them out to me, but honestly, I'd have to say, like, it was a key to say, oh, hey, look over there, that's such and such from this school. And sure, then he sure, pointed sure. It, so, yeah, it's kind of hard to keep yeah. track. 
but they do have some really good young players coming back. So I think 10 is a solid spot for that as well. I think 10 is a solid spot for them, but I do, I'm pretty sure where you have them as well. I mean, it's, it's notable. Like I said, I think Ben's is a pretty solid program in the two way. And I think they're gonna make a lot of noise this year. Okay. Let's go to number nine. I really am excited about number nine and I I'm confident. We got to talk about these guys more. I'm saying it right now to you. I'm saying it in front of everybody, all of our listeners, we got to talk about leading edge a little bit more because these kids are no joke and they're coming back with a lot of people. I got them at number nine. So do I, do you have my number nine too? I have my number nine. So I guess you, no way. I swear. Oh, another similarity. Okay. So there we go. So a couple of things that they have coming back. Okay. Key players. Um, they literally only lost um, two kids from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, the kids that they lost were not massive impact players. Their uh, ending record from last season was, I mean, they could have done better, obviously, but they ended up 17 and eight and they were in the 1A. But just listen to some of these kids, man. Listen to some of their, their stats that they have coming back. They got Francisco coming back eight points per game. Uh, Francisco again coming back. Those are both juniors, 8.9 points per game there. Um, they got a sophomore coming back who's averaging 14 points per game as a sophomore. He's going to be a junior. Um, you got uh, Barnes coming back. He's going to be a senior, eight points per game. Really balanced, you know, another a sophomore, Bynum, who's averaging 10 points per game. And they got some kids that are actually rebounding the ball, like somewhat decent. So I'm really excited about them, man. They got a lot of really good young kids. Do you think that them making this jump from the 1A to the 2A is going to be too much for them? Or do you think they're going to compete just fine? I think they'll compete just fine, actually. And if you remember, I think it was a couple of years back and stuff like that. They were actually in the 2A for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. So, and they were competitive in the 2A. I remember the girls' team was actually really good. I know that's kind of like off topic, but yeah, the girls, they had a pretty notable program there in the girls' team in the 2A. And so their boys, I know we're they talk were- about the girls for, we're not talking about girls' basketball right now. Oh, my Atlanta. We're not talking about girls basketball right now. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on now. This ain't the Arizona small ball girl we podcast. Talk, we talking about practice right now? <laughs> no, some big games for uh, what's it called? Um, for leading edge that I think is worthy of note. They played against Hayden. They beat them 82 to 69. They were very good, very competitive last year in the 1A. Uh, they beat St. David 68 to 63. They did lose to Tempe Prep 59-51. Let's talk about some bigger schools they played, though. They played Odyssey Institute and they lost by two points, 67-65. Odyssey Institute is one of the lower end of the 3A, but I mean they're still they're gonna be competitive this year. They're getting better and better. So I like them. That's a big game for them, especially in the 1A. Mojave accelerated, they lost pretty bad against them, but but they played against some bigger schools, lost to Scottsdale Prep by three points. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to have an issue competing. Usakori Charter, 62 to 60, they beat them. So, I mean, right there, I mean, they're going to be a very competitive team going up into the 2A, and I really like their chances. I like them at that number nine spot. I do, too. So, like I said, hashtag I agree. All the reasons why you say it, like you said, they're going to be a young core, but I like the balance that they do bring. Obviously, like I said, I what did you say they went? Seven, 14 and 8? 17 and 8. 17 and 8. And so, like, you look at some of those losses that they did have, some of those losses they probably shouldn't have a lot. They say, you know, Mal, that last year's Malk team was uh, – They were good. Like I said, they won state. You know what I mean? They were really – you know, they were together team. Like, I loved how they were all unit. They all played together. You know, they were like a family. So, I mean, it's kind of tough to beat. But like I said, I think leading edge coming up to the two, I think they'll adjust just fine. And I like them at that number nine spot, especially with that youth and, you know, the consistency that they bring. Mm. Who you got at the number eight spot? For me, number eight, I actually have Trivium Prep. 
Trivium. Trivium. I got Trivium at number eight, too. You're lying. I'm serious. This is a couple similarities here. That's impressive. Yeah. So, like I said, so I have Trivium Prep at number eight, and they are they have a new head coach over there. I think it's Coach Randall. I mean, man, like, if you just look back at the past couple of years, they're always a tough team defensively. They're a defensively-minded team. They, has, they usually have pretty quick guards. I know they're bringing back a couple of guards, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. They're bringing back a couple of explosive guards for them. They lose a big guard, though, in Jasper Zamora. He was a really tough guard last year. It was really fun to watch him. What they're bringing back and the experience that they do have overall as a program, I think it's going to be a shift and change because, you, like I said, you do have a new head coach there. But I like – I like I kind of like Coach Randall's philosophy right now, kind of what he has going on for that program. So I said, I'm just going to ride with him at number eight. Nothing really, like, in particular. I just think that they're always a top-ten team. But I, don't, mm. I just think number eight's a pretty good spot for them for now until we see a little bit more from them. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I mean, obviously I do because I have a number eight, but I don't think that there's there's no way that you could not put them in the top ten. They have enough coming back. They've got good players. And just as a program, they always put out, like, really great products. So I'm excited to see them. It's going to be a big role filling up that point guard spot because Josh Pizamore was their point guard. He'd been their point guard ever since he was, like, a freshman, I think. So that's going to be some adjustment stuff for them, but I'm sure they're going to be able to figure it out. I like Trivium Prep at eight. Okay, I mentioned this, but Benson is my number seven spot. And I really like Benson. I think that they're really tough and hard-nosed. And Coach Milliard, everything that he's been telling us, that they're, they're the kids are improving, they're playing a lot, they're getting a lot better. I'm really looking for some of these kids to be super competitive and to actually make a really big noise in the stat sheet column this year. Maybe not so much as the wins, but like a lot in the stat sheet column. I'm looking for Aiden Finch to really be competitive. And I really just, I want Benson to be more competitive this year and they were last year because if you think back to last year, they ended with the, with the overall record of 10 and 14. And when you put them up against like big name teams, they just didn't do great against them. Right. So you have them against Highland prep. They lost 62 to 59. They lost to Pima 72 to 43. They lost to St. David 59 to 56. Um, they lost to St. David again, 70 to 54. Um, they lost to Pima 59, 24. Like anytime that they were put up against like a legitimately good squad, I feel like they just never really performed the way that I wanted them to. And I'm sure the way that they wanted to, because they didn't win those games, but they've got some really good young kids coming back. I'm excited for them. I really like their grit. So for my number seven, I actually have Arizona Lutheran and like, just, just kind of what we mentioned before, like who they're bringing back. Like I said, you brought, you know, you mentioned a couple of names, you know, they have that Draper, the younger brother, they have this kid named iron shell. He's a pretty tough guard. And then they also have Guerrero, 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 Come on, man. Put that accent in there. I can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. You can do a good at all. Whoa. That like didn't that. even sound very good. It didn't sound that good. No, it sounded good. Better than way better than mine. Are you kidding <laughs> That's me? That's true. Anyways, so I mean, like I said, they're, they're bringing back a lot of young pieces. And the only reason why I have them at number seven is because, like I said, I think Coach Meyer does a great job getting his kids ready. And mm. I don't think you can't – you cannot not count out ALA from the top ten. You can never count them out. You can never count them out. I think they're always thinking that they, they always produce a pretty well-fined product. It's just whether they can get over that hump. So I think this year they're going to be pretty competitive. I just don't know where they're going to go this year. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Cause like I said, I think they can fluctuate between that seven and four spot. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to put that out there right now. I don't think they'll get to the four spot. It's tough. I just don't see them getting there. I think they're going to be a top 10 team, but I don't see them getting to that. I'm just saying spot. that to be cool and be nice. To be cool and be nice. We're not trying to be cool and be nice here. We're trying to get it right, man. All right. Then Arizona. Lut- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So let's go to number six. Number six, I got PCD. Oh, so do I. 
Do you really? I'm not even kidding. All right, look at that. I, I want everybody to know we really didn't talk about these things. We talked a little bit, but I had no idea what Reyes's list is. He has no idea what mine is. So, BCD coming in last year, they ended 20 and five. They had the offensive player of the year in Tanti Feli, who they lost. And, you know, they have some good young players that are coming back. You got to see them play at Section 7. What were your overall thoughts of PCD at Section 7? Young. Can we expect them to be as good as they were last year or, like, about the same or just different? Or what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, you're losing a 6'7 kid that was an offensive, like, scoring machine. Hmm. I mean, we obviously had our thoughts about who was Offensive Player of the Year. But sure, we sure. will not get into that. Right. I don't – I'm not sure if PCD is going to be the same. But like I said, their coach always does a really great job with them, Coach Shane. He does do a really good he job. He does a really good job with that program and everything like that. Like I said, they're bringing back a really smart kid is in Blake. He was their point guard last year, number three. I like the way he played. He, like I said. Oh, this is that little kid, huh? He's a little guard. He's man. literally listed at a buck five. Uh, he, yeah, dude, he's tiny. He is. He's he's, a, he's, a he's tiny, quick, though. He's a quick guard, has a pretty tight handle. He shot the ball really well, especially from three. We actually were able to see him in person. So mm-hmm. he, he was able to little, light us up a little bit. Nothing crazy. But, you know, he did what he needed to do. And also throughout the season, you know, he did a great job for his team, made the right decisions. Unfortunately, the season came to an end. But, like I said, overall, PCD was a very tough team and a notable team in the 2A. So they bring back Blake. And then also they bring back number 11, uh, Brown, who I thought was pretty – he was pretty good and everything like that. He had a pretty tight handle, could shoot the ball a little bit. I thought sure. he was more of a defensive-minded kid. And then, like I said, you lose 6-7 Tonti Felly, which I said was an absolute offensive scoring machine. But then, you're, you, you know, you're able to replace him with LaCoy Jerkins. And with, with Jerkins, he's very athletic. He can get a lot of rebounds. He does a lot of putbacks and everything like that for PCD. At Section 7, I saw him get a dunk or two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, the kid's exciting to play for. I think Coach Shane's going to mold that team into a pretty competitive team that, you know, compete for a two-way title. So, we'll see what kind of what happens in that. I run. don't remember him playing at all this he, past season. He was, was he on JV? He was on JV and he was on the bench Okay, gotcha. for the varsity team and everything like that. He got a couple of reps in, you know, when obviously, you know, like, I shouldn't say garbage minutes, but garbage minutes. Right, right. When there's like two minutes left in the game and you're, you know, whatever, up or down. Hmm. So, I mean, but like I said, in section seven, you can see that he's going to be a bigger piece. And like I said, number three is going to be that bigger piece too. So I think Coach Shane's going to be able to mold that team and kind of get him ready to, you know, compete for a two-way title and kind of see what happens with PCD. That's why I have him at number six because I'm not fully sold on them yet, but like I said, they're always a notable team. And I always, oh, yeah, for sure. And they do a great job. So like I said, we'll see what happens. Like I said, prove me wrong. Well, and here's the biggest thing too. Remember, we've talked about this before, but Tanti Feli, his progression from freshman year to senior year, you know, Coach Shane does a great job developing players, and he just does a really good job with that. You got to believe he's going to be able to do that with this young squad that he's got. And, I mean, they lose a couple kids, but, man, they're returning some some pretty good experience, and who knows what they have coming up as well. So, And that's like another PCD. thing, too. I guess I forgot to mention the experience that they do have. Like I said, a lot of their kids that did play, they're coming back and everything like that. So definitely a team to look out for in the 2 way. Okay, let's move to five. Who you got for number five? I actually have Santan Charter for number five. Oh, okay. I got Santan Charter for five, too. I feel like we're going to have some similarities coming up here on the end. I think these next ones are going to be pretty similar. Why mm-hmm. do you have Santan at number five? Okay, so they got some. They're loaded with tough cards. We actually got and to see. And they're big. And they're big. Who uh, is literally he's, big. He's big, man. He's a big boy. But don't let that fool you, though. He's nimble. He's graceful. He's got that crossover. He's got some swagger. I mean, one of the reasons why I know so much about Santan Charter is because a bunch of their kids came and played at one of our tournaments here. And we got to we got to see a lot of them. They got some young kids 
And some kids that are coming up from even just JV that are just really solid. They got really good guards who got really good handles. They can shoot it. They're tough. They're really good. At, they're really good passers. And I really like how they play uh, through their big. I think if I remember right, it is, I'm looking at names here. I think it's Johnstead. Uh, I think that's their big. But I really like how they all play together. Watching the way that they just tore it up, I think in your summer league they were like Salt River or something like that. Yeah, I believe they're Salt River back or something like that. And they said so they're a very tough team, man. They're God, they get after defensively. That's one thing I noticed. And yeah, defensively they're really good. Defensively they were on a tear, but like you said, they did work a lot throughout the big and the big. You know, like I said, for as big as he is, he's nimble, he's graceful, he has a soft mm-hmm. touch in the paint. He can put the ball on the floor if he wants to. And like I said, his he him. His vision in the post and finding his players in the wing, you know, for a catch and shoot three is pretty good. So, like I said, mm. like he does a really great job for them. I was going to say this, too. You know, we saw, like, a bunch of their kids playing at, at our tournament, but it wasn't their whole team. And then I got to see them play at GCU team camp, and they were playing against ALA Gilbert North, and they took it to ALA Gilbert North. I mean, they just looked really good. They were tough. I like how they play. I think of these teams, I could see Santan Charter potentially – giving some of these top teams a really big issue. I think, like I said, like I think, you said dark horse. I mean, this is like my dark horse. I could see them. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if like, Hey, we look up and they're in the final four. I no, I, I can, I can totally see that. And like I said, Santan charter, even when they had coach Freeman and they have this new coach and everything like that, they, they do a great job with their kids and everything. So mm-hmm. I mean, development and all that. Yeah. The development is crazy and everything like that. They get their kids ready for the big moments. And so I think at number five, I think that's perfect for them because like I said, they're a notable team. You know what they're going to bring to the table. It's just whether they get over that hump. And like I said, I do have them as my dark horse. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to say that as well. Look at us. We're just agreeing on everything right now. It's kind now. of weird so right awesome. now. I know that's so weird. I'm sorry, guys, because normally we like to, you know, bicker and be a little bit different. But I mean, like the two ways pretty. Sorry, the three is coming up on Friday. Black and, white. and that's going to be different. The three A. The three is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be scoffing at each other because how disgusted we are with our freaking top 10 picks. <laughs> But that's whatever. But like I said, yeah, Santan Charter at five is perfect. And like I said, I think they're a dark horse in division. Don't be surprised if they're in that final four competing for a state title. Okay. For number four, you got Pima. Yeah. Okay. So we both got Pima for number four. We know this historically. Pima is always going to be one of those top programs. But when you look at everything they have coming back, they've got some really solid pieces. Ashby's. Mm-hmm. They've got the Ashby coming back. Um, they've got just size, man. I mean, Oh my gosh, they've got size. They got this is the biggest. The this two, is the biggest team in two, the in probably the two A. In the two A, biggest team in the small ball. No, probably not in the small ball. They can compete with it though. It's close. Oh, they can compete as far as like size. Yeah, because they get the Ashby brothers or cousins. There was three of them, but one graduated. So they bring back uh, Grant and Pierce, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Grant Ashby and Pierce Ashby. One of those is a good shooter. One is six six. One is six five. <clears throat> You decide who's which was which. Um, and then they bring back Leland Thompson, who's also a pretty creative scorer. I thought he did a pretty good job, you know, getting uh, Pima's offense in motion mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of just running that team through and getting them always ready. Like I said, Pima's always a credible team. I always like what they bring to the table. You always know they're going to be a top five team. They're always a top five team. Always. I feel like always top four, God, top three. It's kind of like that thing we said about ALA Lutherans. Like, they're always a top team, but when are they going to get over that hump? When are they going to make that next push? Because, like I said, they have the talent. And they have the size to compete with anybody in the two-way. It's just whether they can get through those humps and get through those tough challenges against some of these tougher teams like a Rancho and stuff like that. So I'm actually very curious for them to see how what they do this year 
because I'm not saying this is the only year Pima's going to be great, but I mean, like they have a pretty good shot right now. And that's why I'm giving them a number four spot because mm-hmm. I do really do see them competing for a state title this year. Okay. So let's talk about this. What is keeping Pima? Like, what are they missing? If you could add one thing to their team that would help them reach a state title, what would it be? I, I truly believe, like I said, they're, they're kind of, they play within the system and there's nothing wrong with playing within the system and the stuff like that. Like you think in shooting, are you thinking I think, better guards? You think, I think, bigs? I, I think they need a better, I'm not, I'm not a better guard, but they just need a guard that's able to create for themselves. Mm. Um, and what I mean by create for themselves is, you know, be able to get a shot off for themselves, be able to create for the team, be able to like lead. And I'm not saying like Leland Thompson or other, all these other guards that Pima can't do that. I'm just saying like, they just need someone creative that can actually, you know, a little move, bit more, than just, what they just have. a little bit more of what they have, you know, some, someone that's not so stationary. Mm. You know what I mean? Just someone yeah. to give them a little bit of that extra push. Like when they can't get a shot, you know, this kid's going to go try and he ten uh, nine times out of 10, he's going to get a shot. Mm. Yeah. And I think for them, what I'm looking for is more shooting and, and that all kind of factors into the guard play, but man, the size, how physical they play, how, how aggressive they attack the boards. I love that they don't even have their stats on here. You know what I'm saying? That's solid, just classic Pima. <laughs> and they're solid defensively. Like, we've seen this team numerous times, and like I said, I love what they got going on over there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just the scoring and the shooting. Like, there's a time and place to play through your bigs and whatnot, but then there's also a time where you need a guard to get something for you. And sure. like, I'm, they, I'm pretty sure they have a kid out there that can do that. It's just whether they give them that freedom freedom uh, creativity to do that for them okay let's talk about number three highland prep that's who you got too right yep okay so let's talk about highland prep here really excited about this team they're tough i mean i'm just telling you presley ebay will be one of the top players if not the top player in the 2a this year Uh, i mean the kid is tough he's been working on his game just playing constantly i really like how they're coached what are your thoughts about some players on Highland Prep? Man, they're just dogs. They are, huh? They're, and they're really well coached, too. God, they're really well coached. I think Coach Hill does a really great job mm-hmm. with them. Man, he just gets a fire in them that, like, it's rare when you see a team like that that's willing to play a full 32 minutes, solid defensively. They're in your face. They're in your grill. You know what I mean? They're pressing up on you. They're getting steals. They're getting hype. They're doing everything right. They're a team. You know what I mean? The culture over there seems really great. Mm. I really like what Presley eBay is going to bring. They say he's got, you also got Weathersby, and then you also got your, you know, your guy Cohen Hill, who averaged, which my favorite thing is, he averaged seven assists a game last year. Mm. That's tough. You know, Have we seen any guard average that many assists in the small ball at this point? Oh, I can't think. I don't think so, man. I think I can't think of anything. I mean, Chino was close. He had like six. Like, yeah, he had about like six. Like five point something, you know? Like five point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is tough. I mean, he's got 7.4. I mean, that's almost, you could almost round up to eight. Nope. Point if it's 7.5, you could round it up. Yes. Yeah, 0.5. Listen to that. <laughs> I'm a teacher. 0.5, round out. 0.4, you go now. Like I said, he averaged seven assists a game, and that's not easy. So, I mean, like I said, Cohen Hill is doing a great job, you know, finding his players and getting them ready and setting them up for opportunities. Mm. Presley Ebay is doing his great job. He's doing his thing. Like I said, he's probably grown, not like physically or anything like that, but just like his game overall has sure. just grown. And like yeah. I said, I think Highland Prep's going to be a force. And we'll obviously talk about reason, re, we, the reason why they're at number three is because these next two teams and – like I said, they're knocking on the door. It's just whether they yeah, that's just, right. They could win either against those teams. It's, but it's, I mean, like I said, yeah. yeah the tough. the biggest thing with with Highland Prep and talking to Coach Hill, these kids were young last year, you know, and, and he specifically talked about that game when they played in the Finley Toyota Center against um, San Carlos, 
And he talked about how nervous and, and kind of shaky he felt his kids were. And they calmed down a little bit when they played against Phoenix Christian. And, and that was evident. And they played better and more relaxed like themselves. But they were really young. And now coming back, I mean, these kids, they literally lost zero impact players. Like, like zero. And we talk about Colin Hill averaging 7.4 assists per game. Let's talk about Bay, though, who's averaging almost three assists per game. Hutton, who's averaging two assists per game. McKnight, who's averaging four assists per game. Uh, eBay, who's averaging three assists per game himself. I mean, these kids share the ball, which is really good. And they've got talent. They're good. I'm really excited about Highland Prep. I like them a lot. Seriously, these top three, I think, and honestly, these top four, if they played each other in a seven-game series, it's going seven games. It, it's tough, man. Like I said, it, this – isn't there's I don't think there's really a clear cut clear cut winner for the two way. I think like I said, it's a three man or three or four man game, however you want to choose it. But man, it's these these three teams are tough. Hmm. Okay, number two we got Rancho. Yep. Which it feels weird to put Rancho at number two. I rode yeah. with Rancho all the way to the death last season because I picked them as my favorite to win it all in the two A. I picked Scottsdale. And and Reyes picked Scottsdale. He was right. Rancho's got some really good players coming back. Notably, I think, in my opinion, they've got the best big coming back in the 2A. He's so tough. By, by far. I mean, uh, Royce Ramos, uh, he's going to be a senior this year. He didn't average, like, his stats didn't maybe blow you away. Uh, you know, he averaged 12 points a game, seven rebounds, 2.2 assists, and stuff like that. I'm going to look for him to make a huge jump this season, though, because they lost Dianas, who was averaging 17 points per game last season. And no way. And Noe Vargas, who, you know, he had ups and downs with injuries and stuff, but he was a big part. Do you think that Royce Ramos is good enough that you can build your offense around him? Yes. I truly believe, and like I said, I saw, I saw Rancho at a section seven. And like I said, their guards, like I said, you can tell they, they seem pretty young. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Coach Trigg, man, he develops kids like nobody de- else. He develops kids like nobody else. He's going to get their kids ready come season. I don't know. I, I like the way he develops his kids. They're young. They also have, you know, in the way Vargas, his little brother is in there. He averaged seven points a game. So I said, I think that one, two punch between Royce Ramos and um, the way Vargas, his little brother, I know we, I have to figure out his first name. I forgot it already. Mm. Um, I think you can build something off Royce Ramos. I think he's going to have to put a little bit more on his back and I think he'll be able to carry that a little bit. I think he kind of knows that. I think he's a senior this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's his team and like they go as far as he goes. Wherever they want, wherever he wants to go, that's as far as they're gonna go. Because, like I said, no one can really stop in the paint. Like mm-hmm. he is so tough. He's like six six, six seven. Incredible footwork. Has a soft touch in the paint. He can stretch the floor because he's able. He can to, shoot the ball. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Say. He has a pretty shot. And like I said, so his numbers might not blow you away, man. But the kid just gets it done. He's a solid player. You can tell he's a great kid. Like I said, I, I like what Coach Trick does offensively and just overall as a culture. So that's why I have Rancho at number two. And like I said. Rancho's always going to compete for a state title. Always. And you mentioned this before the podcast. I don't think you said this just now, but the one-two punch of Ramos and Vargas coming back yes. is going to be a lot of fun. I so mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Watching them in pick and rolls and stuff, it's going to be really great. And something that Coach Trigg does better than anybody is he puts his kids consistently in positions where they are successful. He runs sets to get them the ball and mismatches and in like the mid post areas and in the short corners exactly where they want and then boom they're able to go to work and it's just it rips teams to shreds so really really like that and uh, really excited about rancho with number two let's get to number one let's do it phoenix christian and we really like phoenix christian 
I don't know if we're sharing who we think is going to win it all at this point. I don't think we are yet. I don't think we're going to. I've already said it. So if you listen to the pod and you pay attention, you would know. But I really like Phoenix Christian at number one. Seeing them play, in my opinion, they are the most talented team in the 2A. They're tough. I mean, I'm not saying they're tough. I'm saying they are the most talented team in the 2A. Would you agree or disagree with that? I'd agree with you on that. Hashtag I agree. Gosh, they got some killers over there. They've got electric guards led by Tommy Randolph, but don't forget about Xavier Sandoval, who's going to have a big season this season. Down in the post, they got Bryce Anderson. Athletic, can, he's a freak of nature when he comes athletic. He can jump out of the gym. Literally, the kid, I mean, the, the kid's a freak. I mean, he can shoot the ball, he can handle, he can go inside. I mean, he can do it all. I really like this squad. This is their this is their year. I mean, this is their year to win this whole thing. Yeah, I I agree. It's kind of it's not just like an ALA thing, but it's an ALA thing. Like this this is Phoenix Christian shot, and they they have a choice whether they you know they go as far as you know those three carry them, I guess. Mm. And so, like I said, you know, I I, I favor Christian, Phoenix Christian pretty highly. I'm not gonna tell you who I have winning, but yeah, they're God, they're so good. They're tough, and we saw them a little bit, you know, in the summer. So, I think their biggest issue consistency finishing games is going to be consistency especially when they're playing against a team and maybe they get up big on them you know how are they going to handle that because typically when you have kids who are that much that more athletic than than their competition they're going to be playing against remember Scottsdale's out of the picture now all right so they're going to play Highland Prep I think they play them like really soon in the season too but can they maintain consistency in those games where they're winning big because I think that's going to be a key for them moving forward. But I really like them. I really like all of their players. I like how they run things. I mean, shoot, Tommy Randolph, he's a college kid already. I mean, you watch this kid play. He is literally a college guard. He needs to work on his outside shooting. Yes. But he's literally a college guard if you he's watch explosive. him explosive. You know, he's able to handle the ball a little bit. Like I said, the only thing that's probably not, I'm, you know, coaches that pull the triggers already. I'm pretty sure he's already got offers and whatnot. But I think his biggest discretion, his his shooting, and like mm-hmm. I said, if I'm a team and stuff like that, I'm not saying you make the kid make shots, but like I'm telling you, you probably make the kid make shots unless he yeah. finds a better way to, you know, make hit those outside shots. Yeah, and here's the cool thing about Tommy Randolph. The kid is in the gym and the kid works on his game consistently. So I am really looking forward to seeing how his three-point shot improves going into this next season. I think that's going to be a key for them as they play against the Rancho, as they play against the Highland Prep and the kind of game plan for them. And as you said about eBay, you know, possibly being like the player of the year in the two-way, I think Tommy Randolph's in there too as well. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think he is going to – I think he made a name for himself later in the season for Phoenix Christian, like I said. So mm-hmm. I think people know now it's just kind of whether what he does with that name. What are we thinking of like a, like a three-man race here? A Tommy Randolph, a Royce Ramos, and, eBay? and a Presley eBay? I like that. That's kind of like a three-man race. We're probably missing some people. We're but... probably missing some people. And like I said, if we are, please like let us know and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I think that's I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, gosh, they're they're tough and they're gonna be pretty good. It's just, yeah, I don't it's there, it's, it has to be it they have to get it done this year. And if this they don't, well, I mean, Tommy Randolph, he's only gonna be, he's only a junior this year. They're still gonna be young. I'm just saying. This is like, if you win this year, then you can win another one. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like, you can just start building on this. Then you got a dynasty you're looking at. A dynasty? A dynasty. The Golden State Warriors? <laughs> so, I do want to say this, too. Tell me if you agree or disagree with this. One through five, maybe one through four. I think one through four is there's a lot of separation between five through ten. 
Yes. So Phoenix, Christian, Rancho, Highland Prep, and Pima. Those are the top four teams. And then it's everybody else. And then you've got Santan Charter, PCD, Benson, Trivium, Leading Edge, and ALA, whatever order you have them in or whatever. But I think that those are the clear top teams. And those other teams can compete with them. But I think those four are very separated from the other six. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And yeah, that's our top 10 for the 2A. Just like we said on Monday with the 1A. If we're missing a team or you think we have a team too high, let us know. As Reyes says, go to the website and hit the hotline. Let us know where we got it wrong and how we can do it better. Reyes, is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I just took what you usually said, huh? Hit the hotline. Gosh, you took what I said usually. Yeah, follow <laughs> us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, just stay tuned. Like I said, we're excited to be back, and we're excited to bring you guys more content. Like I said, just, you know, let the small ball army rise and grow. That sounds like we're about to attack something. We are. <laughs> okay. We're going to attack the Arizona basketball scene. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, okay, here we go. All right. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And we will catch you on Friday where we lay out the top 10 for the 3A. It's going to be fun. It's going to be controversial. We'll talk to you then.